Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Welcome to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. Conversations with online strangers. We place ads online. Craigslist is definitely the gift that keeps on giving. Real people respond. You go to Singapore or Thailand. You can't not do it. The temptation is just too much. Real problems. Does your friend know that you're banging her? No, he has no idea. And anything goes. Motto of the show, let your Greek flag fly. Probably the only good advice I'll ever give you is to rehide your whips and chain. Here is your host, Kathy. Hey, welcome to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast with Kathy. If you haven't followed my show yet on the podcast app that you're listening to it, make sure to follow my show and subscribe or whatever that is. <laughs> subscribe on YouTube. If you're listening on YouTube, if you haven't followed me yet on Instagram or Twitter, follow me there at Strict Anonymous. Now, if you want to be on the show, it's called Strictly Anonymous because I change everybody's voices. You can make up a phony name. I'm going to give you a phony voice. You could call me from a phony number. I just want your true story. So if you want to uh, be on the show while remaining anonymous, you can send me an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com or go to my website, strictlyanonymouspodcast.com and click on be on the show. I also have a confessions hotline. So if you have a naughty confession that you have that you just want to get off your back while remaining anonymous, I change the voices on my confessions as well. You could call 347-420-3579. That's 347 347- 420-3579. You can call that number 24-7. If you need more time, you have four minutes <laughs> to leave a message. If you need more time, just call back. But don't leave me a message there if you want to be on the show. To be on the show, it's way better to like either go to my website and uh, click on be on the show or send me an email, strictly anonymous podcast at gmail.com. Now, uh, all those anonymous confessions, by the way, that I have, as well as anonymous pixels of my guests, as well as access to my Discord channel, uh, where everyone is getting together doing all kinds of naughty things, is available on my Patreon. My Patreon tier, where you get access to the Discord and all the pics and all the confessions, is only $5 a month. Patreon.com slash Strictly Anonymous Podcast. So today I have on John. Now, I love this episode with John because... I think it's inspirational. You know, John is a guy who figured out later in life that he was bisexual. It wasn't like he was like really young and knew he was into guys. He didn't realize that he was into guys until he was married. And he copped to it, okay? He told his wife. Now, let me tell you, I think that that takes balls. He's still young. He's like in his 30s. Um, but he did come out to his wife. Uh, he talks about how she reacted. He did wind up cheating on her. His first experience with a guy was a cheating scenario. He talks about exactly what went down with that guy, where he met the guy, how he told his wife, how she reacted, why they got divorced, like, duh. <laughs> and then he talks all about how he met his current girlfriend, okay? He is with a woman now who gives him a hall pass. And not just one hall pass, multiple hall passes. And when he gets his hall passes, he doesn't just sleep with one guy, okay? He sleeps with double digit guys all in one day. I mean, this is just so funny to me as a woman, but probably not funny to any guy. Cause like if some guy got a hall pass to fuck as many girls as he wanted and every girl would be down to fuck him, just like guys are down to fuck anyone. <laughs> you'd probably hit up 15 girls in one day too. That's how many guys he fucks on his hall pass days. Okay. Like tons and tons of guys it just does not happen in the straight world. That's not happening. Even if your wife gave you a free pass to fuck as many girls as you wanted you couldn't find 15 girls in one day to fuck you but if you're a guy and you're looking for 15 guys to fuck you on in in the same day you could okay because that's the way guys roll that's the way he rolls he gets his hall pass sometimes he doesn't get a hall pass he talks about how he brought it up to his new girl that he was bisexual how she reacted how he got the hall pass the rules and regulations they have for their his hall passes whether she ever is going to get an hall pass and what is in their future. 
I think this is an inspirational story because I think that this guy, uh, it really has balls. The fact that he not only told his first wife, he told his friends and his current girl. He's out and proud. He did all the work to really be who he is and he's benefiting because he's able to, you know, be exactly who he is, but still have a relationship. And I think that's what people struggle the most. Like, you know, that you might think, oh, he's having his cake and eat it too, but why shouldn't he? You know, he did the work. He was really super honest and he's living his best life. So you're going to love his story. I'm going to be right back on with John. Hi, John. Welcome to the Strictly Anonymous podcast. How are you today? Hi, Kathy. I'm, I'm doing well. How are you? Good. I'm good. You're good. You're hiding in a car just like everyone else when they're talking to me. It's always so funny to me that people are hiding in their cars. Yep. Yeah. I'm, I'm here in the, in the parking lot right now. Yeah. So listen, you're John. You're a bisexual male. You're in a relationship, an open kind of relationship with a woman currently who knows you're bisexual. You are also divorced. You were married before you were with this woman and your being bisexual was a big reason for your divorce, your divorce. Is that correct? Yep. That's, that's all correct. So why don't we start with like when you realized you were bi, let's go all the way back before you even met your wife. Yeah. I actually didn't realize that I was bi until after, after I got married, it, it was probably about a year or so after I got married that I kind of discovered that I'm bi just from solo sessions, you know, masturbating to, you know, looking at porn. And up to that point, I had enjoyed anal play with myself solo. And at that point, I had kind of given myself permission to say, you know, I'm not, I'm not just a straight guy who, you know, likes butt stuff. I actually am bi. I do like guys. I would like this to be you know, a real dick. So that's just kind of how I discovered it. It was shortly after I got married. That's interesting. So, so before you were married, never any hint that you liked dick at all, nothing that you could ever remember when you were younger, like in the locker room, guys changing, you know, cause a lot of times that's when some guys cop to the fact that they were kind of curious and looking around. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, there, there were a couple of occasions with friends kind of getting together when our hormones were going crazy or, you know, I was out on sports travel teams and, you know, we'd be staying at a host family's house and everybody's watching scramble porn together on, on the basement TV. I remember seeing, you know, one of my friend's dicks and this was right about the time where he was a, an early, early bloomer and he just had a huge dick and I was kind of mesmerized by it. I, I do remember that. But I didn't really give myself permission to think that that was okay. I came, I grew up Catholic and kind of came from an environment where it wasn't really okay to be anything other than straight. Yeah, for sure. I know that world. I grew up in it too. <laughs> sure, okay, sure. so so let's then let's go to the the time you're married and there's like one day. I mean, is it like out of the blue or did it come gradually? Like, how do you realize while you're married and why do you think that happened then? Yeah, I was in, in in grad school at the time and spending a lot of late nights studying. And, you know, a lot of the time I would need study breaks. And those study breaks, a lot of the time wound up being me jerking off. And in those study breaks, I mean, I got, I think this was the time when Tumblr was kind of open to porn back then. And oh, yeah. Was, was getting big in, in terms of, you know, everybody sharing porn on, on Tumblr. And I, I think I just saw some uh, some Tumblr blogs that included, you know, straight guys getting getting pegged. And then they also, you know, included some bi porn. And then, you know, that led into gay porn. And, you know, over the course of probably about a, a year, I just realized, like, OK, this isn't you know, this isn't just I, I'm a straight guy who likes likes butt stuff. You know, I'm I'm actually bi. Right. Now, does bisexual mean to you that you would not only have sex with a guy, that you would also date a guy? Or is it just a sexual thing? Because I think everybody has a different definition of bisexual. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, I, I there's a common definition of bisexual that's really the one that I 
like to describe in general, Robin Oaks. I think she's a, a bisexual activist. Yeah. And I, I don't have it off the top of my head, but I generally subscribe to her belief. Mm-hmm. For me personally, I think it's, I, I describe myself as a bisexual or a hetero, hetero romantic bisexual man. I think I'm capable of, I don't know if I'm capable actually of, of having a romantic relationship with a guy but I, it hasn't happened yet. I haven't felt any emotions or feelings or romantic feelings. Nothing that made me want to date a guy. So No, but you didn't tell me what her definition is. Yeah, I think her definition is I am capable of being romantically and or sexually attracted right, 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 right. to more than one gender. Right. So you um, just yeah. haven't been attracted, but you feel that maybe you could be. You just haven't met the right guy. Yeah, I mm-hmm. mean, maybe I'm not really, you know, looking to to date a guy at the at the moment. But you know, if the if all the stars aligned, I you know, I, I don't, I wouldn't be super surprised about it. Yeah, I only ask because I used to always think that bisexual was like, oh, you would have sex with someone of the same sex, mm-hmm. but you would never date them. It was just a sexual thing, you know. And then I was co- corrected many times, and I'm like, oh, now I realize like bisexual doesn't mean that. It means that you would date a man or a woman. So you have never dated a guy, though, correct? Yeah, I've, I've never dated a guy. You know, I, I think that there are lots of different definitions of bisexual, but yeah, for me, I haven't dated a guy. Yeah, yeah. But no, I think she's right. She's saying what these people told me on my show where I was wrong. Like bisexual means you can have romantic feelings for either. Correct? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think okay. so. Okay, good. Long way of saying the same fucking thing. Okay. So so you meet your wife, you're having, you're jerking off, you're in grad school. She doesn't know that this is going down, but I guess like at some point she finds out or do you tell her? Yeah, yeah. It- at one point I, I told her, I, I sat her down and, you know, I was pretty broken up about it. I, I was, I was kind of a mess. I thought that she was going to divorce me right then. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, I, I made a promise then that I, you know, wound up several years later, you know, not being able to keep. So, you know, I, I told her that I wouldn't need to act on it ever. And yeah, a few years down the line, I realized that, you know, I would need to experience it at some point. And then, you know, that didn't go over so well and and things kind of went from there. Wow. But how fucking honest are you? I mean, you just cop to everything you're going through at every point, which I give you a lot of credit for because a lot of people don't roll that way. Yeah, thanks. I, I mean, I wasn't honest with her, you know, at the time when I wound up, you know, after I told her that I would need to experience it. She then, you know, she didn't take it very well, and and I walked it back. I said that, you know, I only needed to experience it once before I died. That's how I had phrased it. Oh, okay. Um, and then you did experience then, it without her knowing. And then I did, ex- <laughs> okay. yeah, okay. yeah. And then I then I cheated after that. Oh, okay. So. But you know, this is what this is why sometimes it's like you know when you don't want to accept what your partner comes to you and tells you, and you you know you tell them like that's not acceptable. Like they tell you their truth, and then you say, well, that truth can't exist. You know. The problem is, if that's their truth, most likely it's still going to happen. Do you know what I mean? I I can't explain it, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I I hear what you're saying. I mean, for her, I just, given all the signs that I'd gotten in the past and just knowing the person that she was, I thought that she would be willing to roll with me on that. But turns out that she wasn't open to to that sort of stuff. So, yeah, it it was disappointing and you know, I'm in a better place now, but it was it was rough there for for a few years. Yeah, I can imagine. Let's go back though to the first time you actually tell her. Like that's where it's like super ballsy. I mean, here you are having these desires for guys and everything, and you were it was very emotional for you. And the fact that you went to your wife, who is the closest person to you at the time, and were, were like that's the person that you told about it. I think that that's amazing. Yeah, thanks for saying that. You know, it. it it was very, I was very emotional. It was very difficult, you know, to, for her or in my head, for her to think of me in a completely different way. I mean, when I told her that I was, that I was by, you know, this was back in the early, early 2010s. Mm-hmm. And, 
you know, there was a study that was done, I think, in like 2005 and some follow up studies that like said male bisexuality didn't exist. Turns out they used a bunch of flawed methodology to, you know, determine that it was all self-selected from really pools of just gay men. Good news. Strictly Anonymous podcast is looking for people to call into the show. So if you lead an interesting, naughty secret life that you want to talk about while remaining anonymous or not anonymous, if you're out and proud, that's cool too. Send me an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. That's strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. Or go to my website, strictlyanonymouspodcast.com and click on be on the show. If you have a short confession that you want to get off your back, call my confessions hotline, 347-420-3579. That's 347-420-3579. You could call that number 24-7. I change all the voices on the confessions too, so you remain anonymous. The number the website, and the email address will all be in the description. Do you love gambling, but you also hate to leave your house? (laughs) Well, MyBookie Casino's new and improved online casino is here to change the game. Dive into a truly realistic casino experience featuring the latest slots, progressive jackpots, and live dealer action, all from the comfort of your own home. They have weekly blackjack tournaments and a brand new collection of high-end games for a chance at real cash rewards. My Casino provides a Las Vegas experience, and the best part is you don't have to leave your house. Your adventure at MyBookie Casino begins today with a generous sign-up bonus using my promo code Strictly. That's promo code Strictly. Use it to secure yourself a sweet deposit bonus. And that's not all. Their revamp loyalty program ensures that you'll be showered with rewards, including free spins, cashback offers, and a host of other VIP perks. The more you play, the more you win. Play anytime, anywhere with MyBookie Casino. Use my promo code Strictly to sign up or just go to the description and click on the link. But that was kind of the, the belief in pop culture was that women can be bi, but men who say that they're bi are really just, you know, I think Sex in the City had an episode about that where bi men are just taking a stop on the train to gay town or something like that. So, <laughs> oh, I think I know. remember that one. Yeah. But so yeah. how did she take it when you told her? She was pretty solemn. You know, I think she... It wasn't great news for her to hear, but I think she saw how emotional I was about it, how torn up I was about it. You know, we were newly married and, you know, I was feeling like, you know, that she had signed, she didn't sign up for this and, you know, I'm putting all this stuff on her. So, you know, she saw that it, that it was affecting me a lot, but yeah, she, she said that she was okay with it as long as I didn't act on it so that's kind of that's kind of how she took it now did your sex life with her change at all like was anal introduced because i would be assume that maybe you cop to that kind of thing with her yeah i i did you know got into like some of the specifics but you know she i think she fingered me while she you know gave me a blowjob a few times you know and i started buying toys that I could use myself. Um, she used, actually, I don't know if she did use one, one of those toys on me at one point, a couple of years after that, during kind of a boozy date night, I told her I wanted her to peg me yeah. and she said, no way that that grossed her out, that she didn't want, that it turned her off, mm-hmm. that she didn't want to think of me like that. Mm-hmm. And so at that point I kind of started pulling away and and stopped opening up to her about that so um, that was that was kind of tough to hear yeah because I would assume it's very tough to bring up look you had to wait until you were drunk to ask her for what you really wanted and then to be rejected is horrifying right because it's pretty vulnerable that's like a very vulnerable place to be where you're really admitting your deepest darkest secrets and if someone's like ill uh-uh you know you're just gonna put that shit back in a drawer yeah, especially the person that, you know, is your best friend who you think you can tell anything to. So, 
Yeah, and listen, I mean, I listen, I, like you said, this is like back in 2010, as alone as you were in fantasizing about guys, you know, I think you brought it to your girl, because who else were you going to bring it to at that point? And I think at the time for her, I mean, who she who was she going to talk to about it, you know, because they're right. This is what my guy told me. I don't know that she'd be able to go to her friends and tell them. I don't know if she did, you know, but you were the only person she could really deal with it too i mean i think it was like a heavy thing for the both of you yeah yeah definitely and and you know i told her over the years i was like i want you to tell your friends so that you have somebody to talk to about this so you don't feel like you're isolated and you know that this is just this big secret i mean during the the intervening years i started to come out to all of our close friends so everybody by the time we divorced everybody had known that that I'm by for years. So, wow. How did that come about and how come, I mean, like this is another place where I'm, it's like a shocking to me how honest you are, (laughs) you know, to go to your guy friends and, and put it out there, you know, how does, how and why did you do that? You know, it was just, it was giving me a lot of anxiety, you know, guys, uh, especially kind of where I was living people. I'm not, conservative but people where i'm living are conservative people where i went to school are conservative and the guys that i went to went to college with are conservative and a lot of them are and and you know they'd make jokes about you know throwing around gay slurs and stuff and you know everything's you know that's so gay and you know if you're gay you're you know you're not a man less than yeah yeah exactly you're not a man and so you know i was it, it bugged me every time that they didn't know this thing about me and they all took it very well. You know, everybody has all of my, my guy friends have been accepting. It was really just my very liberal and ostensibly tolerant ex-wife and her, her female friends who were, you know, they're all bi or bi curious. And, you know, I just got, those are the people that I got the, the worst reactions from over the years oh so interesting well i was gonna say listen when you were like i told my friend my wife she could go tell her friends like that's the last thing your wife probably wanted to do because you don't know how girls are (laughs) you know yeah they're so judgy and i mean she probably didn't you know the last thing she could do is really go to her girlfriends and say it did they live at any of their bi fantasies or were they maybe projecting onto you and they were like secretly jealous that you were being able to be bi and they they couldn't i mean because why were they the ones that were so anti what you were going through, but yet your guy friends were so open, were so cool with it. Yeah. I don't, I don't know specifically. I mean, I think personally I've, you know, having received most of the biphobia that I've gotten from Mm -hmm. women, Mm -hmm. I tend to think that women have, you know, whether it's evolution or society and regardless of how liberal women are, I mean, there's just, these expectations that they have about men and masculinity that really aren't that they're not true in all cases. So, you know, when there's kind of the culture war stuff about the patriarchy and how, you know, men are, are, and, and men do need to change in in a lot of ways, but, you know, I think that women perpetuate a lot of those gender stereotypes, you know, they have a lot of that kind of inside of them as well. You know, I, I do think there's also, they were a little bit jealous too. One of them in particular, she, you know, I I was, you know, in the wedding of her and her husband. A little while after that, she propositioned me. She said, I know you like group sex. You know, when are we going to fuck? You know, and, and my wife was out of town at the time. And I was like, your husband's right outside. You know, you guys are my good friends you know, I was, I was a little stoned at the time. So I didn't really know how to, how to handle that in the moment, but I just kind of like, you know, shoved it to the side. I totally would, but everything would have needed to be consensual. And it seemed like she kind of wanted to Oh, she was just being naughty. I mean, she didn't want anything to be consensual. Yeah. Yeah, there was probably both those things going on, like you said, a little bit. Like if they hadn't lived out their bisexual fantasies, they were jealous that you were a little bit of a projection. But also that whole thing of them 
of the women, you know, in society and the stigma and uh, around guy on guy action and you know what that what that means about a guy that they can't help it. We were we were born in a in a certain time. The younger generation, yep. it's very different. I'm just telling you, it's not the way women are anymore. I don't think it's a natural. I don't think it's a nature thing. I, don't, I just don't think it's a guy girl thing. I think it's a it's a, a cultural thing, like you said. You know, and, and it was and it's yep. a it's the time that we grew up in. It was what was shown in the media and everything. So, you know, they, they can't help it. It's, it's, but it's different now. Thank, thankfully, but you know, you were very ahead of the time putting yourself out there. Like when you told your guy friends, like, did you, you know, how did you do it? Were you like sent a group text or just tell them every time you were like hanging out with one of them? Like how did that, those conversations go down? Yeah. I mean, I, I only really remember telling a few of them at the, like the initial people that I told, like the first time that they had ever heard it, I only remember a f- two occasions. One time I told a close friend and I was, I was shaking. I was so nervous about how he was going to, how he was going to react. He's a very, he's a, just a good guy, very liberal and, and very supportive friends. He was like, yeah, no, no worries, man. Not a big deal you know, I'm happy that you told me. I know that that probably took a lot for you. Um, and then I remember telling another couple friends during like a, like a night out before a wedding rehearsal dinner, everybody's kind of getting drunk, taking shots. And I remember telling a couple of those guys at that time. And, you know, I don't think that they, I think that they took it pretty well. Everybody else, I think it was just kind of, it trickled out over the years and, you know, eventually, because I feel like everybody knew, I just felt more and more comfortable just kind of talking about it. Yeah. So, so yeah, I think that's kind of how everybody wound up finding out. And how freeing for you. Yeah. Just yeah. to have felt, everyone uh, fucking know. Huge. And what about for your wife too? Was that good for her as well, just to have it out there? I don't know. You know, that's, I, I do remember when I told the, the, the two guys at the, at the wedding, my my ex she was there she was right there at the time and she knew that i was kind of getting more comfortable and needing to tell other people about it needing to open up about it so i told told those guys in front of her i remember her kind of being quiet at that point and not you know it seemed like she was a little uncomfortable with it yeah so yeah i would um, i would think so she'd be afraid of how they were going to take it and you know because you're her guy and uh, i I totally understand that so how do you guys wind up divorcing because of it is it be is it because you wound up hooking up with a guy and you know i don't know i'm gonna just take a guess and say that you probably wound up telling her after you did it i mean did she find out or did you tell her you're just so fucking honest i have a feeling you cheated on her and told her right (laughs) you're that guy yeah yeah Yeah, that (laughs) that Catholic guilt kicked in and, you know, I just, I couldn't stop thinking about what you did, you know, what that would do. To, yeah. What I did and what that would do to her. And, you know, there were a lot of other reasons. I mean, we were dealing with a lot of other stuff at the time. I don't really want to get into the specifics, but you know, there was other stuff that led to it. But at that point, that was just kind of, that was the straw that broke the camel's back. And, you know, she asked, you know, to separate. And then, you know, she said I needed to go explore my bisexuality and, you know, and then eventually she asked for a divorce. So, Well, tell me about that experience with the guy. I mean, because this was your first experience with a man yeah. in real life. Like, how did that go down? And what happened? Yeah, um, and how good or bad was it? <laughs> yeah, it was, it was, uh, it was good. The guy, he was another married guy. He basically, I, I loved it. I knew that, you know, I started giving him a blowjob the minute I, I started that, I, I was like, oh yeah, this is something that I really like. This isn't just something that I like needed to try and get it out of my system or, or right. needed to try and, you know, oh, I actually don't like this in reality. You know, that kind of really confirmed for me that I was bi. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, it was a guy that I just met through, through Craigslist and, you know, the, back in those days, the Craigslist, I know you say is the gift that keeps on giving. So. Oh yeah, the uh, shit on there. Oh my god, I got all my yeah. callers from there. I probably emailed your guy that you responded to his ad. I mean, that's what I I I'd had to go looking through the ad those places to find people. So I saw all those ads. <laughs> probably yeah yeah yeah. This guy he you know we it was both of our first time with with another guy and after you know he he came pretty quickly and you know I 
I was going to town and, and just really enjoying what I was doing. And the reason, like one of the reasons as we were about to hook up, one of the reasons why we felt like we could kind of trust one another is that we were both married Yeah. and, you know, we both felt like we had, you know, the same amount to lose. And he said, after I, after I gave him a blowjob and he, and he came, he was like shocked. He was like, you said that this was your first time. I don't believe you. And so after that, he wound up, you know, blocking me. I'm sure that, you know, there was other stuff that went into that, just his, his feelings of guilt or whatever, but you know, it was too maybe good. He thought, <laughs> yeah. Maybe he thought that I was like, you know, lying and more than I was. Right, right, right. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, the guys think that about girls too. If you give a guy a really good blowjob, they like think you're a whore. It's like, what you know? Why do you do that so good? You, you fuck a lot of the guys, you know? Same shit. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know why that 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 process gets started. I don't know. They're they're ru- ruining more future blowjobs for themselves. Yeah, but. yeah. It's so dumb. But anyway, okay. So you're you wind up feeling guilty about that. You only see him one time, and then you tell your wife. Yeah, yeah. It was it was like a month month or two afterward that I wound up telling her I I was afraid that I like you know had given her an STI or something and um, turns out I I didn't did he top you I mean did you go all the way no no not 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 that that time that time yeah okay so you wind up getting a divorce and do you go out and like is that when you start hooking up with a lot of guys I mean is how long is there in between your ex-wife and the woman that you're currently with yeah. Um, so it was probably, it was pretty quick, actually. I was feeling pretty spurned by my ex and, mm-hmm. and rejected. And, you know, I, I felt like I did need to figure out my bisexuality. Like, could I date a guy or, you know, is that something that I, that I need or is, you know, is sleeping with women something that I'm always going to need as well is my bisexuality is my attraction to men something that I can just try once and get out of my system and and that's it you know I wanted to explore all that stuff and I figured out that you know I I love pussy and I'm always going to need that in my life and just given the success or lack thereof that I was having kind of out in the single dating scene with being open about being bisexual I knew that it was going to be really difficult for me to, I don't know, casual sex with women is not easy to get. Casual sex with guys is very easy to get. Totally. And so, (laughs) yeah. So, you know, just knowing that there are those differences, I realized that I did need to be in a relationship with a woman to basically get pussy on a regular basis. You know, I wanted to have a, a, primary female partner that that was a desire that I had and that I would be I would feel satisfied and fulfilled if I had a primary female partner so I'd started dating women and it was probably four four months or so after my ex said that she wanted to split that I started dating my current girlfriend where'd you meet her Online, just online dating. So one oh, of the apps. Yeah. Guys are funny like that. They can't be alone for two seconds. Like you went straight <laughs> on the apps. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was, it was pretty quick. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so you meet her now. Did you put, was it out there right in your profile? Like I'm bisexual or are you, how, when are you telling these girls that you're dating when you're dating soon after your divorce? When do you put it out there about your being bisexual? Yeah, it was usually... I mean, it depends on how the conversation went before, you know, before our first date. But with with her, it was on our second date. You know, I'd usually try and get that out there like fairly quickly so mm-hmm. that I wasn't wasting my time and it wasn't wasting you know any of their time if that's something that they're not not cool with. But I also, you know, I, I didn't want to put it on my profiles anymore because I just wasn't getting any matches. You know, I thought that there were a lot of women who were just kind of turning down me as a possibility, even though they might, you know, enjoy being in a relationship with a bisexual guy. I think that that was kind of like a a filter that was just keeping women from seeing that, hey, maybe I'm actually a good guy too. So 
Oh, yeah, for sure. I think a lot of things in people's profiles work against them on online dating. It's so counterintuitive, I feel like, the way that it is. There's a lot of things that I would be like, no fucking way if it was written down in a sentence. But if I met that person and then it was dished out later, would you really care? No. But so I think that that's smart to keep it off. So now in that four months before you met this girl, did you hook up with any guys? Yeah, yeah, I did. Um, You know, I was trying to part of my bisexuality and from what I know a lot of other people how they experience bisexuality is you know experiencing strong bicycles you know going or if not strong bicycles just bicycles going from being attracted to you know men a ton for a little while and then later being attracted to women like a ton to the point where it's like I'm just not even interested in you know any you know, porn links that pop up that will be, if I'm really into women and I see something from one of my, you know, kind of sex social media sites, that's like gay porn. I'm just like scrolling right past it. I'm not, you know, it's, it's not something that I'm interested in at that point and same thing, vice versa. So at that time I was going through different bicycles and I wanted to figure out like, you know, how my attraction works. So I was trying to, I was trying to date women. I was trying to fuck women. I was trying to fuck men at the same time. And I wound up hooking up with, with a few guys at that time. Still confirmed that I loved it. I went out, you know, basically I would hook up by going out to, you know, I was on the gay dating apps or gay hookup apps. And then I would go out to like the adult bookstores or bathhouses and, you know, meet guys there and hook up with them there. So there were a few guys. And did you ever go all the way? Did you finally do that then? Yeah, yeah. You know, right when I started kind of exploring my doctor, he put me on on PrEP. And What's PrEP? Um, so PrEP is pre-exposure prophylaxis. There's, I think there are a few medications, but the major one is Truvada. And so that prevents, you know, if taken as directed, it basically prevents you from contracting HIV. Oh, um, wow. You know. The wonders of modern medicine. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. That's amazing. So you went on that because you knew you were going to go play around and you were going to try, you know, you were going to be, you're a bottom, I'm assuming, correct? Yeah, yeah, I am, yes. Have you tried? Have you tried to be a top? Yeah, I actually, on my most recent hall pass, a guy, he he asked for a blowjob through the glory hole and, or he asked, he wanted to give me a blowjob. And I was just starting my day out, so I knew that, okay, if he gives me a blowjob and it's really good and I come, I'll still have enough time to spend the rest of the day out having a good time fucking with other guys. Mm-hmm. And so he starts giving me a blowjob, and then there's a pause, and then I feel you know, something different, but I didn't realize it for a minute or two where I was like, oh, he expertly very expertly kind wow. of did a quick switcheroo oh, oh my god it's no longer a ass. mouth it's no longer yeah. a mouth oh my god yeah so but generally i have a hard time getting hard with guys so i'm you know i when i'm with guys i'm i'm more of a bottom oh interesting okay so how was that experience for you the first time you actually bottom though that you really liked that right you knew that you liked that before because you were always doing anal stuff for with yourself right yeah, yeah, I, I, I'd known it from my own kind of solo play. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. The first time I, you know, bottomed for a guy, I knew that I loved that too. The guy, it was at the bathhouse. He had a huge dick. He was walking down the hallway with his, you know, at the bathhouse, everybody just kind of has their towels and is walking around. He had his towels kind of slung over his shoulder. It was right after I got to the bathhouse. And I had kind of done all my preparing and left my room. And I see this guy walking down the hallway just with this huge dick. And I was just insanely turned on by that, you know, made eye contact with him, brought him back to my room. And yeah, he was able to, we were able to make it work. And, you know, I'm, I'm kind of a, a size queen myself. I'll, you know, I yes. like Remember that little. 
Yeah, but remember you told me when you were younger, the only memory you have is when you looked over and saw your friend's big dick when you were little. Remember? That was like one of your only yeah. <laughs> visions that you really have yep. any kind of inkling. It's that you notice, oh, he's really big. <laughs> yeah. 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 So that's, it's definitely stuck with me. You know, I'm, I'm equal opportunity. Um, mm-hmm. I enjoy all penises in my in my mouth and in my in my ass but you know i'm i'm drawn to bigger dicks if i you know if i had my preference right 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 you, that, that's that's common i mean that's how like i would roll too but anyway so wait so now you meet this girl you meet her on a regular dating app the second time you're like on a date with her you put it out there and how does she react yeah, she she reacted well to it, I think. It didn't, like, stop the date or anything. She wanted to keep hanging out. And, you know, I think she she took it like it was a serious thing that I was opening up to her about. Uh-huh. She wasn't, it wasn't just, like, flippant, like, oh, yeah, don't worry about it. But I think, like, I could see her consider it and take some time to think about it. But she is just kind of open to you know open to being with a bisexual guys i guess so you know we've been together for almost four years now now how old was was she at the time that you met her four years ago she was in her mid-30s oh okay so she's young and how old are you so i'm i'm basically her age a little little younger Right. Okay, cool. So no kids or anything like that. She, you're both, cause you, you had said you're looking for a family eventually too. So, you know, you're still both young. She were, you were married before, but no kids with your wife, correct? That your ex-wife? Yeah, correct. No kids with my ex-wife, my current girlfriend and I, we've talked about having kids. We've talked about, you know, getting married and mm-hmm. it's just, it's not the right time right now for us financially. And, you know, as far as making some career moves so but you know we're working toward that so that's kind of down the road i think right so that's an option for you because i know that that's what you were looking for i mean you have met a really great the a really good person because yeah. this girl you mentioned a hall pass i mean you get hall passes from her you're kind of in an open somewhat open relationship what does that mean is it that you could sometimes play with guys if you want yeah so she shortly after we were started dating before we got really exclusive you know i told her that i wasn't sure whether i would need to have sex with guys again in the future i wanted to be kind of upfront about that and not make you know a promise that i couldn't keep yeah and then like eight months or so after that this was right before right before covid so that was that was another fun time but i after a few strong bicycles going you know back and forth and you know, strongly being attracted to men a few times there, I realized that I would need to have sex with men again and might need that occasionally moving forward. So I, you know, it took me, took a little while to build up the courage to tell her that. I I thought that she was going to, you know, break up with me right then and there. And at this point she'd supported me through a lot and, you know, we loved each other. So, you know, it was, it was tough to go into that. But she, you know, she said she was actually open to the idea of opening the relationship, thankfully. And, you know, we spent the next few months working out the details. But, you know, the details kind of involve, you know, she gives me a hall pass once every few months to let me fuck guys. So I get a hall pass to basically take the whole day and go out and and fuck as many guys as I want. So Wow. Now, in that time where you said that you were like feeling very attracted to men and you knew that you had to tell her that you needed to be with guys eventually, like you weren't going to be able to not just be with her. Had you played around with guys during that time or were you monogamous? No, I was monogamous during that time. I was, you know, I didn't want to have that feeling that I had with my ex. And Right. So, so you brought it up to her before you did anything and... She molded over. You guys went through all the details. What were the specific details? I mean, I know that it's like, oh, once every couple months you could fuck guys. But was there anything else like, oh, you have to use protection or I don't want to know about it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, she she prefers that I hook up anonymously, like at the bath store 
or bathhouses uh, or bookstore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Store. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bath store. <laughs> um, bed, bath, and beyond. <laughs> yeah. yeah, bed, bath, and beyond. Yeah. <laughs> so she prefers that I hook up at those places anonymously because she doesn't want me having any kind of ongoing relationships with any guys. Of she course. thinks that that might be a, a, you know, kind of an emotional threat to our relationship. Mm-hmm. You know, even though I, I kind of assured her that, you know, I'm not really emotionally or haven't been emotionally attracted to the guys. So she prefers that, you know, I think hooking up anonymously is, is less of a threat to our relationship. And then, yeah, she wants me, she doesn't really care about details. Sometimes she will ask, but more often she just, she doesn't ask. She just, you know, says that she's happy I'm home and just kind of confirms like that I did everything that we've talked about you know, kind of followed our rules. And yeah, so that's, that's basically it. I get, you know, we don't have sex for like two or three weeks after I have a hall pass, you know, we'll How still come? do just in case, you know, I picked something up, you know, on these hall passes, I'm hooking up with, you know, 15, Randoms. 20 guys sometimes. So, oh, yeah. you're really slutty. Okay. So you're like, you yeah, make the most yeah. of your hall pass. How long does your hall pass last? It's one day. Yeah, it's one, one day, day so. you could be with twelve to fifteen guys, or yeah, or more. You know, it's wow. been there've been hall passes where it's been more. There's been hall passes where it's been less, but the hall passes where it's been less, it feels like it feels like a waste. You know, I've waited months, <laughs> and then you know I'm only getting like two or three guys to hook up with. Some of them, you know, might not be that hygienically clean. They might not have great dicks, so. You know, sometimes it feels kind of ups- upsetting when that happens. And after that happened on one hall pass, I actually, so I do kind of fudge the rules a little bit. I am on one of the kind of apps online just because I want to be able to set stuff up in the future, just in case I do have that, those kind of days that are kind of dead, you know, because otherwise that's I'm going almost another year sometimes without satisfying that that side of myself. So it hasn't been a, an issue so far. I'm able to kind of rationalize it in my head that I'm you know keeping in spirit with the rules, but you know I'm she would probably be upset if, if she knew about that for sure. How come? I mean, how does she think because you mean you're you could be maybe texting that person and it could it's not so anonymous. Yeah, exactly. Okay, right, there, right. there would be kind of an ongoing attachment or connection or something like that. Yeah, listen, she's smart to have that rule because whether you're in an open relationship with a bisexual person or a heterosexual person, you know, and they're seeing people without you playing solo, you know, there's a chance that all the stars can align and you meet somebody that you caught feelings for if it is an ongoing thing or you're texting that person a lot you know so I think that that boundary is actually really good to have in place because you haven't had feelings yet for a guy but what if you were seeing one guy a lot you you don't know you know Mm -hmm. yeah yeah you know I think that that is possible and it's something that I kind of need to wrestle with myself you know I'm I'm kind of done being feeling guilty about, you know, what I need. So, you know, that's something that, you know, I don't want to rock the boat in our relationship because of my guilt. It does seem like it's a little bit more of a don't ask, don't tell, you know, I'm only doing these. I only get these hall passes when our relationship is good. There've been times where I've asked like, Hey, it's been a few months. Can I plan out a a hall pass here? And she said no, because, you know, we haven't been doing that great. And so, right. you know, in the times where I am having these hall passes and there are only a couple guys that I've hooked up with on multiple occasions, you know, I'm, I'm in such a good place with her, you know, we're, we both have, you know, we're both supportive of one another and we have a good relationship in general, you know, we communicate well about, you know, everything else. And, and we even communicate about this pretty well too, I think. So. Right. So you don't yeah, feel so like think, you're emotionally yeah. available anyway for anybody else is what you're saying. Right. Cause I feel like sometimes I've exactly. had these kinds of stories that are like cautionary tales where 
people are playing solo and, you know, the other person winds up falling for someone else. But typically in those stories, there are a lot of red flags going on in their relationship yeah. th- that are happening before that happens. You know, it, or I'll say it the opposite way. Like, I, it's like typically there's problems in the relationship and that's why there's like a window of opportunity there. Their window is a slightly open for someone to jump in and, and catch their heart. Where I don't think that that happens yeah. in relationships where they are emotionally 100% committed, you know, so things yeah. are good with yeah. you guys. And I think so like, I actually think your, your girl's super smart because when things aren't good, she's like, uh-uh, you're not going out there, okay? Because me, Maybe then that's the time that something could happen, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I, I think that she's gone about it in a pretty smart way. I think she's got some pretty high emotional intelligence. And, you know, I think that, like I said, we communicate well about all of that. Actually, that was that was a big thing when we were working out the details of our open relationship. Was, yeah. You know, we, we went to a couples counselor to help us with that, but also to help us just with, communication we were you know we'd been arguing a lot at the time and it was it was about stuff like you know living together and a lot of it was just minor issues that just got bigger and bigger that we we would get into these cycles and wouldn't know how to get out of them but we both realized that we're both you know sensitive people and you know need to be our own kind of independent person from a an emotional standpoint we can't be you know, codependent on the other person's moods and trying to, you know, figure out when they're mad at us or or not. And that really helped us communicate better. You know, we stopped, we, you know, we'll have like any other couple, we'll have an argument every now and again, but it's been a while since we've had a a real, real bad argument. It's been, been a couple of years now. So. So you're not getting your hall passes taken away. How many hall passes a year around do you ask for? I'd probably ask for four times a year, and she she probably gives me three times a year right now. Mm-hmm. So Now, has the hall pass for her ever come up? Yeah, so when we communicated this, I mean, the first time that I told her about it, you know, thinking that she was going to break up with me, I told her that she would be free to hook up with guys herself. Yeah. Um, you know, it's not exactly a one-to-one thing because, you know, I do have a dick and when we have sex, she gets, you know, I, I, I am happy to give her all the dick that she wants. You know, obviously it's not the same if, you know, if she wants variety, but you know, it's not exactly the same thing. She can't give me dick that yeah. I need. Mm-hmm. So, but and I told her that I would probably be jealous. It also turns me on a little bit to think about her fucking another guy, mm-hmm. but she's not interested. So she said that she might be open to coming to an adult bookstore with me at some point in the future or like a sex club, but I've kept throwing that out there. She hasn't really said no and it sounded disgusted with it, but she's just kind of said, no, I'm not, not really interested in that right now. But she she leaves it open. Yeah, that's pretty major because that means eventually, you know, the, the wind might blow a certain way and she'll be like, okay. I mean, you know, keep, keep, keep every now and then keep trying because it's just a matter of time that she might take that step. It might be a little scary for her, you know, just that, that kind of world stepping into it. But the fact that she's curious about it and said, you know, she might actually do it is is huge. You can make that yeah. happen. But, you know, it has yeah. to be on her time. Definitely. Yeah. I'm, I'm not, I'm not pressing her on that. Yeah. And, you know, we're, we're always kind of working on our sex life together, you know, one-on-one too. So. But you know, also and, don't and forget about that, to... but also don't forget yeah. about it. as much as you don't press her, but also, you know, don't forget about bringing it up every now and then and maybe helping her to live out her fantasies. Cause maybe she does have some that she wants to live out and you could, you know, be doing even yeah. more together. I mean, it's amazing yeah. what she allows you to do and that she's super cool about you going and living your life and having your cake and eat it too. Right. I mean, you really yeah. do. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm a lucky guy. I'm, you know, not all by guys, are able to find a woman who will let them do this stuff. So Yeah, but you know what? Um, Let me tell you what I notice, and this is what I believe, and I think it's a pattern, and I think it's two plus two equals four. Like, I think 
the by guys, the cross-dressers, the any fucking guy or woman with something secret. The, it's the ones that are honest about it or the ones who meet partners that are okay with it. And why mm. I think that is true is that I think whatever you put out, you get back, you know? So if you're being honest and you're accepting who you are and that part of yourself, then you open yourself up to meet somebody who feels the same way and is going to accept you, you know? I think the people that don't find what they're looking for are the people that maybe are still on the fence and haven't accepted it themselves, you know? And I think that that plays a big part in why you were have met someone it's not luck it's that you were you did the work you you know you took a like all those times that you were super honest about what you were into with your friends with your ex-wife with all these girls you went on dates like that's scary shit you know you pushed through a lot of stuff and you really made this happen for yourself and you so I just think that that's why you met somebody that was open you know because of who you are because you're open yeah, thanks. Thanks for saying that. I mean, I, you know, it, it is what it is. I, I am just, I, I'm an open person. I'm an open book with, with my friends. And, you know, sometimes I, often I overshare, but, you know, people, I, I think, appreciate that about me. You know, there are other people who are more closed off and that's just not me. But yeah, it has been a lot of work to figure that out. And so, you know, I appreciate you saying that. Yeah, because it's hard, you know, and but that's just who you are and how you roll. And, I, you know, I'm the type of person that's like very real and very open with who I am. But I'm always like, it's like, I think what it comes down to is your desire and your need for being you is stronger than your desire and need for other people like being okay with it, you know, and, and I just yeah. think a lot of times it's backwards with other people, you know other people's desire for other people to accept them is so powerful that they're too afraid to do it, you know, but you don't have that. You have to be who you are. You're one of those people that rolls that way. And I think that those kind of people are always a good example for other people. You know, I I think not everyone's wired that way like you are, but people should look at people like you and be like, oh, that's what I should aspire to be like. I should be more honest, not only with other people, but with myself and then go from there, you know, and then be honest with other people because I think that that comes back to you and then you're going to wind up in that, oh, you know, in the place where you really have the right person, like where you're at. I mean, you're only in your 30s. You have a woman who lets you hook up with guys. You have that desire. Who knows where you'll be 30 years from now, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's it's just, you know, being true to yourself and living yes. in the moment, living that truth in, in each moment and not shying away from, from that because of, you know, the discomfort it might cause. I mean, you know, other guys have you know, I felt like I was kind of unlucky in that I didn't, I didn't explore, you know, I got married kind of young. So I didn't really know that about myself fully until my ex and I got together. And, you know, it felt kind of like a little bit of a cosmic joke that, you know, it's shitty. I'm with this woman that I love that we're best friends, we have great chemistry. And, you know, we're passing these life milestones together. And, you know, but oh, there's this thing that I just figured out about myself. But, you know, I, I did the work and, and got through it. There are a lot of other people who, you know, guys that I see online who tell stories about, you know, they've got, you know, multiple kids and they're, you know, they've been married for even longer. They've been with this person for 20 years and they just figured out that they're bi and, you know, they should they tell their wife? Should they not tell their wife? They did tell their wife. She cried for a week straight you know, ask for a divorce immediately, all that stuff. I I feel like I was unlucky a little bit, but I wasn't as unlucky as those guys. So yeah, no. And you did say you felt like spurned when your, your girl dumped you and divorced you, but I'm sure you look back now and you're like, Oh, that was like the best thing that happened to you because you were ready to be who you were. You were, and you didn't want to live a lie. She wasn't going to accept you for who you were. So she set you free. 
And that allowed you to meet the woman that you're with now. Everyone's probably fucking happy. Is your ex-wife with somebody else now? <laughs> yeah, actually. So, you know, it's still, I don't know that divorce is something that, you know, it's like if somebody, it's like death, but the person's still alive. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yes. So it's, yeah. <laughs> you know, they just, they decided that they don't want to be with you anymore. They don't want to live there. I'll... You know, so that, I don't think that that pain, that kind of hole that, you know, I created this space for this other person in my life. And, you know, I don't think that that hole will ever go away, but it just kind of, you forget about it more more often as time goes on. So, but as far as she's concerned, I mean, that was something that, you know, at a certain point, I remember seeing her social media and seeing that she's now with this guy that she worked with that we had been talking about opening up the relationship before this, this, before I cheated. And she event she closed the door on that idea but in that whole conversation, the boundaries that I had set were don't you're not allowed to hook up with, you know, this guy or, or we're not allowed to hook up with anybody that we work with or, or any of our friends. And at that point, she closed the door on it. She had told me in the past, it was like pulling teeth to get her to open up about her fantasies. She said that she only had a f one fantasy and it was about a specific person. It was about this guy. So wow. then I find out, you know, a few months afterward that she's with this guy. I'm like, I, I, I know that person. Okay. That's, <laughs> that's fucking cool. So, you know, I was, I was pretty pissed and yeah. you know, it frustrates me thinking about that moving forward, but you know, I try not to think about it too much. I know, say they, don't, they... don't listen, the, just go there. Think about it until it doesn't fucking bother <laughs> you anymore. There's no reason that you're still going to have a hole for her the rest of your life. Okay. I don't believe that there doesn't need to be a hole forever. That's just dumb. You'll get over it. Don't the last thing, like I think a lot of people think, oh, to get over things is you don't think about it. That's like the worst thing to do. And that's why those holes stay there. That's why there's people that have broken up with people mm. 20 years later. They're still fucking pining over it. You know what I used to do when I would break up with someone? Cause I read this in a book and I listen to it mm. and it's the best fucking thing and I have no baggage and no feelings for anybody in the fucking past you take you bring up you try to think about them and everything and all of the hurt as much as you can okay because when you think about them if you get sad you're not creating a new sadness inside of you and making yourself depressed for no reason what you're doing is tapping into the feelings you have that are inside you that you need to fucking throw up and get rid of. And the more you yeah. do that and the more you get rid of it and the more you throw up your fucking sadness about them, eventually you are done. Okay. I used to put up pictures and make a montage and set a time for like, I would just go there and be fucking depressed. I would play music, anything I could to bring up that memory to get fucking over them. And that's how you do yeah. it. So don't not try and think about it. Think about it as much as you can until you don't give a shit about it anymore. And that hole that you have still for her is gone. Okay. There's no reason to yeah. have that for the rest of your life. That's not how people need to roll. Okay. You're going to go on with your sure. life. You're going to have kids. You're going to, you're happy with this girl. The reason why you're still thinking of that is because what you just said right there, I try not to think about it. No, think about it more, get past it, get over it and be done. Okay. Cause it's over. No big yeah. deal. Best thing that ever happened yeah. to you and her, she wound up with who she was supposed to be with. You're with like the greatest girl. You're so fucking lucky living your best life. Yeah. So many bisexual guys are going to be jealous of you right now. <laughs> and you just need to clean up that hole. That's my advice for you. Yeah. Thank, thanks for that. That makes sense. Yeah. You, know, you got to go through all the stages of grief yeah. and feel it all for sure. Yeah. But. It's like the exact opposite. Everybody tells you when you break up with someone, like do anything you can to distract yourself. It's like, no, it's like the opposite. And you know who told me to do that is that men for men are from Mars. Women are from Venus guy, that guy, oh, John really? Gray. Yeah. He, it was like in one of his books, he's a smart guy. He had those great books. Yeah. He was very right on the money and he had some breakup book. I think it was him. And he said that, and let me just tell you, it is like the best thing. And I think mo most people do the opposite. And I think that's not the way it goes. You, you actually think about it and get over it because 100%, you don't need to be pining over someone for the rest of your life. That's to me, yeah. get over it. For Four sure. years. Yeah, it, it was, it was 
tough in the moment, like up until that of point course. where I where, where I got upset with or where I figured out that she's with this guy. Of course. That's, I'm not saying not to be a human being. Of course, you're going to get all upset and everything. All I'm saying is that you don't need to be upset for forever. You could get past it just by going there and really facing all of that and then moving on because you have a whole life ahead of you. You have a lot of hall passes. Like maybe you and your girl are going to be swinging eventually. I don't know, but I love your story. I think you're a good example for a lot of closeted people. And thank you so much for calling in and sharing your story. Now, you know, I have a Patreon where people post pics mm -hmm. and stuff. And now I have a Discord sure. channel where people could go on. You get in for free because you're a caller. I will give you awesome. a link there if you want to go in afterwards and you could do whatever you want on there. I don't go into Discord, but if you could send me like sure. anonymous pics for Patreon, if you want guys do it now too. It's cool. If not, okay. no big deal. But send yeah, me I those. Yeah, only women, so yeah. No, cool. guys do it now. Harry sent me some, that guy that was on recently. People were drooling oh, yeah, okay. over him. Yeah, so <laughs> anonymous pics, you could send that. Send it soon. And thanks so much for calling in, John. I love your story. I think it, I give you yeah. a lot of credit. Thanks a lot. Thanks Thanks for you know talking with me. I appreciate the time. Yeah, I love your story. I think it's, it's good for other people to hear. I think it will inspire others. Yeah, I hope so too. I'm 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 really hopeful about that. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Thanks so much for calling in. Yeah, yeah. You take care. Have a good day. You too. Bye. Bye. Hey everyone, thanks so much for tuning in to this week's episode. If you want to follow the show, follow me at Strict Anonymous on Instagram or Twitter. That's at Strict Anonymous. If you are on YouTube, make sure to subscribe. I love YouTube as a platform for my show because people comment there and I try to reply back to every single person who posts a comment. So even if you're not listening on YouTube and you want to talk about the show, go to my YouTube channel, subscribe, like, and share my videos. It's Strictly Anonymous Podcast. If you want to sign up for my Patreon, on my Patreon, you are not only supporting my show, but you will get these episodes early, ad-free, and you get to see anonymous picks of my guests. Most of the girls send in anonymous pics and some of the guys send in anonymous pics. So if you want to see anonymous pics of my guests as well as support my show and get these episodes early and ad-free, sign up for my Patreon, patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast. That's patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast. The link is also in the description below. Thanks so much for listening. Do you have a story, lifestyle, or situation you can't talk about to anyone, to anyone? Or do you just want to let your freak flag fly and be on the show? Well, Strictly Anonymous wants to hear from you. Send us an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com with your story and your anonymous name. And remember, everything is Strictly Anonymous. Strictly Anonymous.